0: as halloween draws nigh and the creepies and crawlies come out to play loop and larry become obsessed with finding the best of the worst in horror on the big screen and small but they'll never learn that bad horror will haunt you forever Uh, ah In a world filled with intergalactic space battles, metahuman destruction on a global scale, and psychopathic serial hauntings, there's only one team who can make sense of it all. When your world is overrun with rampant pop culture, call Luminary Guardians of Geek!
1: That's right. That's right. Uh Uh-huh. (laughs) Sixty-nine. Sixty-nine. Somehow when you say it, it sounds really dirty. (laughs) Yeah, stop it. (laughs) What's that? Stop saying sixty-nine. There's a sudden when you when you say it, it's just not as cool. It's
0: like
2: (laughs) we're in episode sixty-nine. I have to be (laughs) our
0: Hey,
2: I'm Loop. And I'm Larry.
1: i don't know what i'm giggling at i'm like a 12 year old kid we, so that's
2: stupid. about as old as we actually i knew are, this yeah. was
1: gonna happen when we got to this episode i just knew this is what, what
2: i was gonna do i was gonna react Yeah, we yeah. probably should have just gone from 68 straight to 70 i think that would have that's been what smart. we should have done we should have yes. skipped this episode that completely that would have been a much better idea But we're not that smart
1: <laughs> so it's halloween it's it's uh october right now and uh what like it's such a I love I, I love the spooky season I love nothing more than
2: what's going on right now. So what, what have you been up to? Well, I I love it too. I just think it like it's like licensed to watch all the the horror movies, all the scary stuff, do the scary things or the not so scary things. But I, I just love it. So um of course it wouldn't be halloween without um um mike flanagan giving us another one of his spectacular uh, series to watch so yeah. i i have been binging the new uh fall the fall of the house of usher and i know you have too i think we both I, finished did you, did you finish yeah it? i'm done yeah i finished okay. it it's so we good both, amazing amazing like it's just he had a little blip there with uh with um Midnight Club. We we won't mm-hmm. talk about that one, but he is back in full form with with uh, Follow the House of Usher, and it's all Edgar Allan Poe-based, and it's so brilliant, and I don't want to say, because it's it just came out relatively recently, so I don't yeah, want to...
1: Like for but, us, like, last week. Yes, so, so I don't want to spoil...
2: I don't want to spoil anything for people who haven't watched it yet, but if you haven't, and you like Mike Flanagan, if you liked um, um, Haunting of Hill House, or Haunting of Bly Manor, or Midnight Mass... This one is, is right up there. But the, the difference with this one is that it's a little bit more mature. Uh it's almost like um succession, a horror version of succession. <laughs> <laughs> that's the way I kind of looked at it. So it's it's kind of sort of a more mature storyline, but it's just it's it's just awesome. It's so well done and it's just great. And if it, it feels to me like really current.
1: There's a it's a lot of like yeah. there's a lot of trendy things that are in it. Like that's uh it's just so good. It's just such a great show this one
2: that's right and it that's true that's it's actually like like a modern like i think it's of of the ones that he's done this one's sort of the most modern because it's all sort of cell phones and and rave parties and DJ influencing and all sorts of stuff so it's yeah so it's it's happening now in 2023 so it's it's a different take on things but man is he he is just he knows what he's doing. It's going to be interesting to see what happens now that because this was his last one with Netflix. So he's Oh yeah. On. So it'll be interesting to see if he h- how he maintains that but I really hope he does cuz I just I love looking forward to a new Mike Flanagan. <laughs> I'm a all about new plans. Yeah, all about the Oh man. Good.
1: How about so you? I've been, uh, doing my 31 horror films of October. So I don't do, I don't do it one a day. I do 31 horror films in October so I can watch them at my speed. And, um, I'm ahead right now. It's, uh, I've done, I'm in the middle right now of number 30 right now. So I've only got the right.
2: So you're going to be done 31 before the end of the month. Oh yeah. And what I did,
1: and what I did last year, then I started watching, like I watched Chucky last year so that's what i'll probably do this year because I, I know chucky started already so i'll start watching it and um there's a couple other shows i wouldn't mind watching so in sort of in the horror vein so it'll be uh it'll be good but the uh yeah i've watched a lot i watched a lot of saws so i watched all the saws in this one and that takes up 10 of my picks right that's crazy I, so it was it was a lot so I, I finished saw 10 the other day so i've i've seen all the saws everything saw has to offer i've seen (laughs) i saw i've seen i'm done
2: (laughs) (laughs) and how do you feel about the uh franchise now that you've seen the whole complete thing
1: some of it's not bad like there's there it it really ranges there's some that are pretty good and then like pretty clever and then there's some that are just like they they feel like a filler episode yeah because they, they really do um all connect like in some way uh, sure. there's like a connection in each one so it's uh so you kind of have to follow it but the saw x takes place between one and two i think
0: right. so it's, it's right. actually okay. a
1: backstory as opposed to like a new like i mean it's a new saw movie but just it takes yeah. place in that that time period
2: so but it's been i heard good. the producers say something about i haven't seen saw x yet so uh i heard them say something about you don't need to have seen any of the saw movies to watch that one is no. that true i think so oh, really? i mean oh. i mean there's there well there there's characters
1: that are in it that are definitely from the other saws so you kind of do need to know kind of who they are but they kind of explain it when you see them oh, okay. um but I, I wouldn't say you have to have seen the, like the other ones I, I i it would help it definitely would right. help but uh yeah i've seen quite a few I, i'll just uh, list a few i saw the saw prom night i threw in this year i'm trying not to watch ones i've done on in other years like right. in the 31 so um, and I watched uh, Mask of the Red Death. Uh, there's a poll one for you from uh, yeah.
2: um, Roger, which Corman. happens to be, which happens to be uh, uh, the name of one of the episodes of, yeah, it is. Well, You're right, yeah. yeah. So, anyway, that was cool. Yeah.
1: And Evil Tunes. and I watched uh, Frankenstein, like the original. And I watched, I tried to put a little bit of everything in there. I tried to really jump, um, from different like decades, like so it's not all just like 2000s or and on or whatever. So, I have a little bit of everything. But with the saws, they kind of forced a lot of
2: 2000s on me. So I had to go back and like, watch some older stuff as well. But yeah. How did you um watching Frankenstein, the original Frankenstein again? How do you how did it fare for you? Actually, I liked the original Frankenstein. It was pretty good. The thing I liked about it,
1: it was tight and it was like it's only like an hour and a half or something. It's not that long unlike dracula like the original dracula which i haven't watched in any of my 31s yet but the um but i've seen many times uh is a long movie like it's like two two something i think the original dracula
2: movie yes and that's why i ask is because i at one point i i did the whole universal monsters like the original like the dracula the creature from the black lagoon the mummy I found that the original Dracula was difficult to get through.
1: <laughs> well, you remember I've... you and I, they, they, they brought it to the theaters and you and I oh, went and, yes. saw it. and then, yes. and then we're like, wow, that's a, that's a dry movie. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> it like, there's so many funny. iconic scenes in it, but it's just, it's dry. Like I think, and I'm reading the actual novel right now too. Um, yeah. And it's, it's like, I read the exorcist this month and, yeah, it's... and it's, it's an awesome book. Like the original exorcist book. It is so good um but dracula is dry it is a dry read so i'm like it's i'm struggling through it but i'll
2: get through it <laughs> yeah it's i just remember that i i the frank frankenstein is my favorite of all of them i really like frankenstein I, I i liked um uh creature from the black lagoon as well just because it's different but uh, yeah. but frankenstein holds up for me uh dracula I'd, I'd love to love it but it's it is it's it's a bit of a struggle <laughs> And it's, just, it's
1: just it's the iconic scenes that draw you in but it's like but the uh but some of it you kind of forget about all the other scenes that yes. <laughs>
2: What? That's what? Right. <laughs> yeah, that makes the entire movie, yes. A little right. bit of
1: a snooze fest occasionally on that <laughs> <Yeah>. one. <laughs>
2: and, and speaking of Dracula, I just want to get your take on this because one of the ones that you included this year, I think, was was the Bram Stoker's, the Francis Ford Coppola Bram Stoker's Dracula. And you have some very definite thoughts on this movie. Hot, hot take about? on that. It is a dog. It is terrible. I <laughs> I I thought I liked it, and then I started
1: watching. I'm like, this is terrible. Like, <laughs> I have so many reasons why I don't like this movie. I, I maybe it's one we could do for our show at some point. But it's yeah, like... I think
2: we should. You and I saw it together when it came out in 1992. Like, we went to the theater and we saw, and we both really liked it. Like, I yeah. just remember coming out, and you were like, "That was great." We were all we had our issues with Keanu Reeves. I remember because. <laughs> He couldn't act at that point. He didn't. He didn't have an accent, and it was terrible. But overall, I remember you and I really we both liked it. And so, like last week when you were telling me you would watch this and how much you hated, I'm like, what has happened?
1: I, happened I think here? I think a lot of it is because I've seen other movies, and then yeah. I like if it's a low budget movie, and that was that, I'd be like, okay, that's great. But when you know that it's got the the, the Hollywood machine behind it and all the money behind it there's just no. too much happening it didn't need to it could have been a much t- simpler story and it was too it was too many special effects and weird like eyes in the sky and all sorts of no. like you know what I mean just things that were <laughs> unnecessary I know what he was trying to do but I it didn't work none of it worked for me and it was yeah. I don't know I, I could go on about it it was just I, I watched it I, on uh letterboxd I gave it a star out of five. Oh. <laughs>
2: Maybe it was a little harsh. I could have been a tiny bit no, that's, harsh. That's it, really
0: but.
2: harsh. <laughs> I'm gonna go back and rewatch it because I just bought the 4K uh, steelbook version uh, a few months ago because it came out, <laughs> and, but I haven't actually put it in yet. So now I'm now I'm uh, motivated to actually watch it. I, I don't know it. what you
1: spent on it, but it was too much. <laughs>
2: <laughs> this is what's fun about the Halloween season is you get to you get to like like relive all of these sh- movies that you've seen and and see how they've changed you, how you've changed in in you know, in liking or not liking,
0: and <laughs> I just think it's fun. <laughs>
2: yeah. Oh, it's so good. So today we're gonna do something we've
1: not done before. We're gonna do uh we're gonna do two selections today, two uh, like sort of horror uh, centric selections. Um, and it's kind of like the loop and larry twofer, like it's yep. like a little Halloween twofer for you. Um <laughs> I don't know why we decided to do this, I think we just had some different ideas and then we haven't really done a show like a halloween like centric show yet other than the than talking about in search of uh darkness but the um uh so we decided to do two so let's just jump into them uh we'll do our usual and uh we're going to start do you want to start tv or do you want to start movie
2: well let's start movie but uh the, these are technically pop capacitors right yeah, there, there's just two. It's two pop <laughs> capacitors. What we're doing? All right, let's let's go. Let's get in the car and take a All trip down. Right. I was talking
1: about doing my my selections, my thirty-one, and one of the ones I did other than saw was The Exorcist. And let's talk cool. about one of those right now, Exorcist Two. All right, we are uh, going to start with uh, Exorcist Two. The heretic, which I think is how you pronounce it. Like I love when yeah. the title you're not sure if you're pronouncing it right. It's yeah. that's not a good sign right <laughs> no, off the not, top of <laughs> it. Not a good
2: start, no, no.
1: <laughs> so Exorcist, one of the greatest to me, five star movie, greatest movie, like one of the best horror movies of all time, stands up a hundred percent. And then, so that was out in uh, 73, and then in 77 they released the sequel, which I'm sure at the time, I mean, we were young at that point, but I'm sure it was high. like, you know, people wanted to see this, and and it was probably people were pretty excited about seeing the sequel to The Exorcist, which was such a breakout hit at the time. Um, So this is set four years after The Exorcist, which makes sense, because it's actually released four years later, so that would be... (laughs) I don't know why they had to say that specifically, but it was. Um, And it follows Reagan, who was the one uh, which was uh, who was possessed in the first movie. And she's in therapy right now. And then there's a priest who's trying to investigate the death of Father Marin from the first first movie. And then he she doesn't remember anything that happened. So he's trying to get into her memory and find out more of what happened with this demon uh, Pazuzu, as we like to call them. Um, and so that's the basic plot, but then of course things go a little bit awry as, as they're trying to do this. And, and yeah. she, at the beginning of the movie and then during it really is like very well adjusted. And I feel like she's just going through the motions of going to a therapist to like a psychologist in order to, to help her along. It's probably something her mother's making her do, but she seems like she doesn't, she's just there for kind of fun. She's not really yes. like a hundred percent committed to this. Like, no, no, So, so that's where it sort of stands. Uh, and I mean, uh, who doesn't want to see Linda Blair back? You know, it's, a, there was a lot of things about this that like I was, I hadn't seen it in years when I watched it again. Like I can't, I think I may have only seen it once that I can. I, I remember.
2: I, I know I only saw it once. Like I, when we watched it for this time it was probably the second time in my life that I had seen this movie. Yeah, I don't movie. remember.
1: I hardly remembered any of it. I'm like, I don't remember any of this. <laughs> like, <No. laughs> so it was very interesting to watch it a, a second time. We're going to go through all the hits and misses of this movie. And uh, so do you want to start? Sure. Um, so, <laughs> oh, by the way, this, this is a critical bomb, by the way, just the critics did not <laughs> like this movie, but it did make money because it, it had a very low budget
2: and it made money above that. So not much, okay. but it did make money. Alright, so I'm gonna start with a miss right off the top. And this is this is a miss that that happened before the movie even came out. <laughs> they released a trailer for this movie. Did, did you watch the trailer? Um, I think it? I did, but I can't remember. Okay, it is one of the worst trailers I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> so everybody's seen The Exorcist. Everybody knows that The Exorcist is moody and like atmospheric and and there's fog and there's and it's and you've got the tubular bells music, yeah. right? That's the iconic thing. But it's like creepy and and it's whatever. So then they then they release the the trailer for Exorcist Two. I have I have no idea how, why anybody would have gone to see this movie after watching the trailer. The trailer is like two and a half minutes long. There are literally like a thousand cuts, like a thousand edits. There's a thousand different maybe not a thousand, but a lot of different shots of the movie. It is so fast paced and the music is rock. There's like a rock and roll uh, back in music track. And it's like fast, really fast paced music. So that like the, the cuts are to the music and it's like the entire movie in, in two, two and a half minutes, but it, it has like, it is so far removed from what the original movie felt like, like the yeah. tone of the original movie, that it doesn't even resemble in any way an Exorcist movie. And it just, like, I if I, I mean, I was like six at the time, so I wouldn't have known any, I wouldn't have been paying any attention to this stuff. But if I had been of age and knew, had and had seen The Exorcist and knew this was coming, if I had saw that trailer, I would have been so annoyed. <laughs> like what did they do to the exorcist what <laughs> so it, that's a big miss for me we it, i mean maybe we should try to post the uh the trailer because everybody you should see this thing it is just horrendous i have no idea how the studio approved this trailer so <laughs> right off the top the big miss on the on the promotion for this movie
1: <laughs> before it even starts the trailer's terrible <laughs> right awful.
2: off the top. Just awful. <laughs> awful okay there, um, there you go. I, i'll start i'll go with a
1: hit on this okay all right um i thought the cast was really good like i thought it was actually yeah. like the the fact i mean if they had it brought linda blair back it would like it, it just wasn't there and there's something about linda blair that's really endearing i don't know what it is about her but she's just like there's a cuteness to her there's a like you can you can really relate to her like right. depending what she's playing like there's a, something about her that's real that really draws you in and uh, there's actually a lot of good actors in this movie as well, which I thought was really, really cool. And uh, like Richard Burton was in it. Uh, Louise Fletcher was in it from One Flew Over the Cuckoo's yeah. Nest. Um, they yeah. had like a great uh, Max von Sydow. Like there's like, James Earl Jones. There's lots of great actors in this movie. Um, unfortunately, the material they were given wasn't the greatest, but uh, <laughs> they, they at least started with like, a, they had all the pieces there. The um, script was like the only thing they were really missing. <laughs> like, yes. Because <laughs> William uh, Peter Blatty wrote the first, obviously he wrote the book and he wrote the screenplay for the first one. And he also wrote the book, um, which is called Legion, and the and the screenplay for the third one. So yes. there was like, I, I guess, like better lit- literary material to back both those movies. This one was written by someone completely different.
0: Yeah.
2: Yeah. So, and you can tell. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, I I agree. Like they they had a, a an all star lineup, like a good, a really solid cast. So I mean, that would have probably drawn people to the to the theater. But yeah. man, what they did with them! <laughs> all right, so I've got a I've got a hit, which okay. plays off my which plays off my my original miss. Yeah. So, so a hit was they they had a teaser trailer. <laughs> this movie that came out just a very short one totally completely different from the actual trailer and it was awesome it was the teaser okay. the short little teaser trailer it was it was sort of artwork based like like drawing painting whatever and it was beautiful and it was really creepy um and it was totally it would totally would have drawn me in so that I, i'm guessing would have been released first because usually teasers are released first yeah. That would have been like that. Was awesome. Like, this is a great. And then they released the actual trailer and it killed it. So, <laughs> yeah, So I've got a, a miss for the trailer and a hit for the teaser. <laughs> so I'm I'm still in the promotion side of this thing. I haven't even gotten into the movie yet. But yeah, so, <laughs> it's like, you're
1: still working on the pre-pro, the, the know, pre-promo right now.
2: <laughs> check out the teaser. Skip the promo. <laughs> the trailer. Yeah.
1: Okay, there you go okay now we're heading into the misses for me uh, right. i think i think i have wanted more hit, but i'll kind of add that to my uh my final thoughts um okay. the, so she reagan was going to see a psychologist and uh it is the weirdest office i've ever seen <laughs> so they're, they're, everybody's in like offices but they're all glass so you can see yes. everybody else in their, like, there like there's like there's no way to like do anything like secretive or whatever. Like it's everybody can see everybody. And in the background, they just had people doing like weird things. Yes. Like there's one kid was just had this giant wheel and he was just pushing it around. And I'm like, what is happening in this like place? Like, I know it's supposed to be for kids, but it, it just seemed very, very odd. It like,
2: was, I don't yeah. know. It was, and it also, for me, it felt like they were trying to be very high tech. Yes. I mean it looked like for for 1977 it looked like they were trying to go super high tech very, very futuristic futuristic. Yeah. Yes, yeah. very fu- this whole movie is very futuristic, which again is a massive miss for me because that's not what the exorcist was. The exorcist yeah. was going back to basics. Like this was literally the exorcist was going back to like like the original uh, like um Roman Catholic exorcism rituals like the old school stuff like this and then this movie is full on like sci-fi
1: <laughs> yeah
2: i yeah it's yeah. a little bit
1: it's it's, it a, actually, it's a different tone 100 percent different tone than the than the first one the first yeah. one seemed like something that could really happen to somebody this yes. one not in the least like it was no. it just it got really out there which I'm sure we'll talk about but so yeah. that was my one of my misses right off the top I'm like what is this place she's at like and a lot of it takes place in this these offices but I'm like this is like
2: I've never been to like a therapist where everybody can see you in therapy <laughs> no I mean isn't the whole point of that is supposed to be confidentiality yes <laughs> uh, but I mean if there was a lip reader in one of the other cubicles you could make out the entire conversation it was there was literally no privacy at all. It you know what it looked like to me? If I don't know if, if you've seen this or not, but Westworld, do you remember Westworld? Yes. It looked like the laboratory area of Westworld, which was yeah, also where you can see
1: everybody working west. on stuff in the
2: background, yeah. and yeah, it, it looked ex- and that was full-on sci-fi futuristic. So this I just I could not understand what they were doing there, but yes, I had I had that as a as a miss as well. <laughs> <laughs> um okay, so I've got another miss here. Um The whole premise that the uh, priest in this in this uh, movie is investigating Father Marin because he doesn't the the church doesn't believe that he actually died because he was he took on the the demon. Like he's okay Yeah. They don't know whether that's that whether that truthfully happened or not, which totally kills the entire first movie. (laughs) The church, like he was authorized to do this. Like he was authorized to do the um exorcism in the first movie. And in the second movie, they're saying that the church is like, I don't know if he was really telling the truth or not. Like it just totally killed the whole that whole premise. And the, I was like, What did anybody see the first movie when they made this one? <laughs> that oh I just, I did not understand why they were questioning what Father Marin was doing. Like he he should have been yeah. Sainted for for doing what he did, <laughs> but I just I just could not I could not understand that at all. So that was a that was a big miss. That nobody's allowed to touch the Exorcist, the original one. Nobody, it's it's forbidden. <laughs> forbidden. <laughs> and they did and they did. And I was like, Why are you? <laughs> yeah.
1: My miss is going to come off of yours, and my miss all is right. this is no Exorcist. This is not an Exorcist no. movie. The other no. ones, I've seen all the other ones and they are, I would say they could be an exorcist movie. This one is a, other than having Linda Blair in it, it really like, again, the tone's off. Uh, I, I put down, it's just weird. Like, it's not really <laughs> like, like with the dream sequences, with the, the village and the locusts, like it, it just wasn't scary. And no. I think the possession itself is what makes an exorcist movie. Like yeah. a true like like that's what I liked about the other one. There was like an actual possession. This one had yeah. hints of it, but not really like a full-on, like and that's what people wanted to see. Nobody wanted to see Father Marin doing an investigation or whoever it was your father but, watch but his head. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Like they wanted to see like a, an actual possession. And yeah. uh and and it, like it just didn't happen in the way that I think that we wanted to see it. Um yeah. the I think it would have been better off if there was another child possessed and then Linda Blair was brought in as as someone they could talk to to see what happened to her to help save this other girl. Like there was – you know what I mean? There needed to be something – there could have been a million other plots other than what they did. Yes. Yes. Or she – or or sudden she gets repossessed because it's the the demons and Pazuzu's not quite gone and like yep. like fully didn't, like well she didn't just they
2: a... do a movie with her called
1: Repossessed <laughs> <laughs> yeah they did actually yeah there you go yeah. just go watch that with Leslie Nielsen and you're <laughs> <Yes>. all set <laughs> that would have been better I totally <laughs> but agree it just okay. didn't feel like a, it didn't no. feel like a, a like other than having Linda Blair and it, it just didn't feel like an Exorcist movie like it was just no. a very odd pace and just weird things going on like it's was, it wasn't was. the okay. same.
2: So that's gonna lead right into the the big miss that, that we need to talk about because it's it's the biggest miss of this whole movie. Um th- the whole thing is about uh, trying to read somebody else's mind to get information. That's literally sort of the premise is that they've that this psychologist has developed this machine. Um and I have it written down. I can't remember what it's called. Do you have it written down? no, um, I know I had oh, this, this is one of my misses call- as well yeah, this is called the synchronizing machine. <laughs> so they've got this synchronizing, which is literally just like a band, like a leather strap that goes around two people's heads, like each person wears one. And then they each stare into a light bulb, which is literally just a flashing light bulb. Yeah, and they somehow, like instinctively know that you're supposed to slow down your light bulb to get it in sync with the other person's light bulb and when the two light bulbs are in sync then you can read each other's minds but there's no explanation like nobody teaches these people how to do it or why it's happening they just put the thing on and say okay now bring down your light bulb bring that and you just know how to do that like yeah just... like there's no there's no explanation of how this works no. it's just like a
1: couple of wires and and a couple of light bulbs and then it, like it was just so cheap looking and no, then and then the other person can be in in your thoughts And almost like you're in a scene, you've been dropped into like their world and you can see what they see. And it is so unrealistic. It's like, it's just so ridiculous. Because the thing is, Linda Blair couldn't remember anything anyway. So how could she remember things now just because she has this thing on? Like, it just didn't make any sense.
2: No, it didn't. There was literally, I mean, if they had spent 10 minutes talking about this machine and building it up and explaining how it worked or something, at least you could buy into it. But they didn't literally just like, pop this leather strap on their head, turn on the light bulbs, and boom, you're in. And they and they they're reading each other's minds. So on top of it just being a stupid idea, it, again, it has nothing to do with exorcism or or no. or the exorcist or anything. This is literally science fiction now. This isn't horror anymore. You're talking yeah. about like futuristic like reading people's minds to chain to find out find clues as to what happened. like it, it was like a it was like a scooby-doo mystery <laughs> it was like i it was something
1: else with that too that really bugged me i um the uh Oh, the fact that like, th- here's this machine where you can like be in someone's mind and read them. Then why didn't they, why don't they use these all the time? Like with criminals to see what, the, like how they committed the crime or, or yes. like, you know what I mean? Like there's so many uses for this to see, yeah. you know, what, what per- a person's like, this is right out of black mirror, like this yeah. kind of thing. And it's it was so dumb. The other thing, which, which leads me into my next thing, which is part of this is when did Reagan suddenly have telepathy? Like, like where she could, yeah. like-
2: <laughs> I, I don't know maybe the demon maybe the demon gave her superpowers or something I don't know. maybe that's what they were getting at i have no idea i, I like none of the there was no explanation there should have been like a prologue or something at the start of this movie that said in the last four years reagan has developed supernatural <laughs> abilities to move objects and to read people's minds and to do whatever but there was nothing like that. Like, it just jumped right in and made the assumption that we'd be okay with that.
0: <laughs> yeah,
2: it was, it, didn't it was so, sense.
1: it was, it was like a plot device, essentially, just to, so that yeah. the, the, the uh, priest could get into her mind and see what happened. And then, then he gets possessed and whatever. I was. Everybody seemed to be possessed at one point or another, but <laughs> I, I, it was just like, I, it just didn't make any sense. Like, it was just so weird, the whole
2: no. thing. <laughs> It didn't. It didn't. None of it made. It, Not even made any sense at all. Um, all right. So let's let's put a hint in there just to break up the misses for a bit. Okay. Uh, the The score was really good. Yeah, score sounded great. It was, it was um, e- Ennio Morricone uh, who scored this thing, which I don't know how they got him to do this movie, but I mean, he you know he's he had done the good, the bad, and the ugly, like all of those Clint Eastwood movies. Like he he's his scores are amazing and, yeah. I, and so i thought okay well this this score is pretty good but it just i just didn't understand why they had him score this movie that seems so awesome. i think
1: it would have been it would have been a high profile movie at the time like, I, I, like I saw that uh, like jack nicholson was up for the role that um uh richard burton played at one point oh huh? like there were there were huh? actually some high profile people up for that role um uh, that they had considered for it, yeah. but the uh but I, I think once probably once they read the script, they probably backed off. <laughs>
2: I'm guessing. And I, I mean it makes sense because you're right. I mean the exorcist was so big that a sequel would have been like a quite anticipated and and people would want it in, but so so I didn't mind the score. I thought the score was okay, but I maybe I missed it, but I don't think that they played tubular bells at all. I feel was like they it?
1: did at one point, and I don't really remember I maybe at the very end. Like after it was all done, I thought maybe oh, it maybe maybe right at the end. I can't. I, I remember really? hearing tubular bells at one point, but maybe I could be mistaken. Maybe I just wanted to hear it and I thought I heard it. Yeah. I'm not sure. <laughs> it I wanted could be. something I, good. Something it, good to happen in this movie.
2: It was just. It was. I, I guess it was too subtle even to. But I. I mean, and for me, tubular bells is a big part of The Exorcist. Like, yeah, it yeah, totally music is. There and so not having it prominent in in the sequel like it's not even like this is five movies in like this is the very next movie it should have been the same you should have had uh tubular bells as playing as prominently as it did in the first movie to keep them connected but it just i i don't recall i mean maybe it was in there i just don't even recall it was that (laughs) that subtle (laughs) but anyway so yeah that was something (laughs) here's another just small hit that i had and it was like it was
1: it has to do with the cast again uh uh, other than linda blair coming back i thought it was cool that they had sharon back from the first movie oh like, yes like yeah the actress like i thought that was like it helped kind of like solidify i heard apparently um who was the mom and it was ellen burston was the uh, mom ellen Burstyn. yeah yeah, yeah I, apparently she didn't want to come back at all like she said no nope. <laughs> like so it surprised me that she came back for the new movie that just came mm-hmm. out but I mean, at this point, like she doesn't, probably doesn't care, right? Like it's like, because everybody's coming back for movies now. Like, so um, she, uh, but she didn't, she said, no, I'm not doing another one. That was it.
2: Well, but, I would, but, I would hope it was because she read the script.
0: <laughs> yeah, maybe.
2: Was, you know, she recognized how, how uh, incredible the first movie was. And then she read the script and was like, this doesn't even make any sense. Like what, it would, it would totally diminish her role in the first movie, if she had come back into this movie, I think. Yeah. So she looked at that and went, eh, I don't
1: know. I don't, and, and apparently, as well, Linda Blair said she would not, she'd come back, but she wouldn't do the makeup again, like the Reagan makeup.
2: Oh, really? And well, so there is, a, quite, there is a scene
1: with, with, with like a quick flash or something with her as Reagan, like now.
2: Yes. Um, that yeah. was a different actress that played her. And you can tell. <laughs> yeah. 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 100%. You can tell. Yeah. yeah. And that's probably, that's probably why they, adjusted the script a bit too is because they're like well we can't have her in makeup we're not doing all that again i mean that was pretty traumatic stuff for her when she was 12 years old i think she was 12 and it's yeah, crazy yeah, just flatly you know being thrown around on the bed and all that makeup and all that, and that would be, i'm sure i can understand why she wouldn't want to go through that again yeah <laughs> you know that makes sense but i just it, this was such a departure i can't even I can't even. <laughs> I can't even. <laughs> it was just so bad. Well, what else? Did you have anything else here? Um, the only other thing I had, which is such a dumb one,
1: uh, was that, like, why do people have doves on roofs? I don't understand. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, who actually has a collection of doves on? I've seen it in other movies. This isn't the first movie I've seen it in. Oh, but I've never yeah. I've never known anyone who has, like, a, a cages on the top of their roof of their apartment building and has, like, doves in it that, like, only they take care of.
2: Like yeah. is- <laughs> i don't know I think it's a like it's it's a big uh, American urban city type thing because you see them like in movies in new york uh, like on on rooftops people with pigeons and dogss yeah. i, don't know. <laughs> I, I- I've never Those known Those could have been pi- I think they were doves but I, couldn't, I didn't know if they were yes. pigeons or doves or I, I think you're right but I you're right I've never known a single person who's actually owned a cage <laughs> with a, with a dove in it on the roof of their home <laughs> It just seemed weird know. it's like
1: when she when um Sharon was looking for her and she's like oh I'm right here and she has got like the the dove in her hand like just taking care yes. of the doves I'm like oh my yes. god uh, like, stop it <laughs>
2: All right I've got I've got one more hit okay. I I think we're we're wrapping this up I think yeah, I yeah. think I I'll give it I'll give it one one positive note. Okay. Visually it was interesting. It was visually if you get past the fact that it didn't it was not an exorcist movie, visually it was interesting. Like even the the that lap like the um uh offices like that we were talking about before that were all glassed in and visually it looked pretty cool. Like it was it was interesting to look at. There was a lot going on, it was interesting to look at. At one point, Reagan is um sort of in a in a dream state and she's walking outside with like a long flowing um nightgown on and it's like in front of these big glass buildings and it was very very modern and and uh but so it didn't fit the movie it didn't fit what was going on but it visually it looked pretty cool <laughs> yeah i know yeah there's, it, it, it was shot
1: well like it looked it yeah. looked decent i just it was yeah, yeah. I mean, I it, it
2: kept it kept my interest only because visually it was it was interesting, like yeah. it just there was that to it. But you just you like the the story was just so weak, and the and the premise was so far from what an exorcist sequel should have been that yeah. it it just it can't. You should go to Letterbox and give this one a, a one star. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I think I may have. I can't remember.
2: Yeah, <laughs> um,
0: yeah.
1: yeah so like stupid. so, does it stand up? Does it like?
2: I don't think it ever stood up <laughs> quite honestly. And it still doesn't, if it ever did, it does not anymore. I mean, it's interesting. It's like, I'll say, it's interesting to watch just because it they they went so far off track with it yeah. that it's, it's interesting just to see how big a train wreck this thing was. But as far as like, if wanting to further the story of the exorcist or anything not even close not even close
1: (laughs) yeah i I would say it it doesn't really stand up i mean if you're an exorcist fan it's worth a see a watch if you've never seen it um otherwise i'd go from one to three i would skip this one like generally um but the uh and it was also i found it very complicated like this this like the background material like of what like pazuzu and everything else and the locusts and like it just it was too much happening and so i just found it was just a mess like the whole thing was a mess and i i don't know i would say yeah it's like unless you're a massive exorcist fan it's kind of worth seeing it but um it it, again like you're saying it's it's interesting and visually and 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 uh it's it's kind of neat to see what a mess it can be but it's (laughs) but other than that
2: no. Go, go straight to three three surprisingly is amazing like usually yeah. the third the third chapter in a in a trilogy or in a see in a franchise is questionable um part three is great it's it's a really good movie it's yeah. not it's not exactly like the exorcist like it's it's almost like a standalone kind of movie because it's got an entirely different cast um uh what's her name uh reagan uh, linda blair's not in it no. um uh none of the original cast i don't think any of the other than cast. other than uh Marin. oh that's right yes yes oh that's right yeah, he's yeah. he's got a big part in it actually yeah. um um but it's just it's george c scott and he is phenomenal and that that one is definitely worth seeing it is very creepy but it's not it's creepy because there's a lot of creepy exposition like it's it's yeah. a talkie
1: <laughs> yeah it's not it's not like jump scare there's a couple
2: good jump scares in it actually but it's a but it's but it's good so but it's so skip let's let's erase two from our (laughs) memories collectively and go straight from the exorcist to exorcist three done
1: (laughs) all right right. you know where else we can jump to is our our next pick and our twofer and uh what's the name of this one this one is
2: called monsters it was a tv show from the 80s (laughs) all right well let's let's check it out So yes, we have left the big screen and we're heading to the small screen. And I don't think, like, like Luke said earlier, I don't think we've ever talked about like the 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 small screen horror uh, TV series that used to be a big part of our growing up. Yeah. So we not got, really. Now's, yeah, now's the time to to jump in. And and so this was my pick. And and I decided no, we're not going to go with Tales from the Dark Side or or um, uh, Hitchhiker. Freddy hitchhiker freddy's new nightmares we're not gonna we're gonna go to monsters which i remember <laughs> watching Loop had never even heard of it <laughs> which surprised me so much because i used to watch this show all the time um it so a little bit of background it, it aired from october 22nd 1988 until um, april 1st 1991 there were three seasons of it um 72 episodes so it lasted a fairly long time yeah that's it's a, a, a lot Yeah, it's an anthology show, so every episode was a standalone story, 20 minutes long, each episode, good length. Uh, Originally aired on the Sci-Fi Channel in the States. I don't remember where it aired here in Canada, but obviously not the Sci-Fi Channel, because we didn't have that, but I watched it someplace, so I'm not sure where it aired in Canada, but (laughs) but that's what it was. Um, It's described as a horror, comedy, drama, sci-fi, fantasy show. (laughs) So, so it covers
1: everything, essentially. <laughs> it pretty much
2: just everything, but it's primarily horror-related. Uh, um, and it, it's called Monsters because almost every episode, not every episode, but almost every episode features a monster of some sort. That's why it's called Monsters. Um, it was uh, created by Richard P. Rubenstein, um, who also created or produced Tales from the Dark Side. Okay. Um, and it was And it was because of Tales from the Dark Side that he created this, because Tales from the Dark Side was primarily sci-fi, um, and it had a lot of special effects and makeup and things like that. And he felt at the time that Tales from the Dark Side was only given credit for its for the stories and the acting and that sort of thing. Nobody ever mentioned the special effects and the makeup, and he loved that part of it. So he took he put a demo reel together of uh the all the special effects that they used in that show and took it to uh tribune entertainment company and pitched this new show called monsters based on just this the special effects that they used in tales from the dark side yeah um and and they were given the green light so that's why each of these episodes features a, a creature of some sort because he loved the the special effects side of it and really wanted to create it something that would highlight that um the person who did the special effects or was the consultant for special effects his name is dick smith um and he he his he's affectionately known as the godfather of makeup um and he did the makeup uh and and special effects well i mean makeup mostly for for the godfather movie um the exorcist taxi driver scanners um so he's he was a big player when it came to makeup and the special effects so that's i mean that you can you can tell that when you watch some of these episodes that they really did put a lot of money into this um so the thing with this show is it it was green lighted but it it wasn't given much money (laughs) okay so it it was given an average budget of two hundred thousand dollars per episode which was well below what an average tv episode at that time was getting i mean when you think about it now like house of dragons is like 15 million dollars per episode <laughs> so they had two hundred thousand dollars per episode to to make this thing and it shows yeah. <laughs> some of some of the sets are really really cheap uh looking it kind of looks like you know some people people just went to their basement and you know shot some scenes down there but anyway but the the they managed to draw enough of an audience that uh one of the episodes was actually written by Stephen King uh so it it became a quite a phenomenon like it lasted like I said three seasons 22 episodes a season or 24 episodes a lot of a lot of episodes 72 episodes altogether. um So yeah, it it was it was a it was a great show. I thought it was terrific. So what we did is, so you can watch it uh, if you've never watched it. uh, If you have the free streaming service service Tubi, um, the first season is on there, but all three seasons, as far as I know, are on YouTube. Yeah, um, can you can watch pretty much the entire series on YouTube. So what we did because it's seventy two episodes, we weren't going to spend. We watched seventy of them, which is. no what we did was we watched the very first episode excuse me and then the last episode uh yeah. because we thought well th- that's a good let's see where it started and see where it ended so so that's what we're going to talk about so we we started with um episode 1 uh which is called uh, let me get my uh my stuff here um episode 1 was called the fever, the fever- man fever man so i'm going to talk man. about
1: it more hits and misses generally as yes. opposed to specifics of episodes, because it's it's a little bit more about the whole thing to me. But yes. um the uh, my first, I'm gonna go with a miss right off the top. All right. H- how do I not remember the show? I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> it it seems like something movie. I would watch. It, it seems vaguely, vaguely familiar, but I don't know if I just want to remember it or I just don't remember it, and I don't know whether I just didn't <laughs> see it.
2: I don't or- know. I have no idea. Like, as soon as I I was scrolling through Tubi one day, and as soon as I saw it there and started playing the opening, it all came back to me. Like, it was like I I'd watch, I watched the show so much at the time. I don't, I figured everybody did. <laughs> I, know, I, mean, I just never. It, it seemed like
1: something I would remember, and I'm like, but it's like again, it, I was I vaguely remembered it, but I don't know. Maybe if I just saw a piece of an episode, like of the opener or something, once, like I don't know. I don't, again, I don't know where it played that I would have seen it, but then like, there's a lot of stations back then that would just pick up these kind of shows and show them like late at night or something and just sort of, you know, do them every weekend or whatever, or during the week, or I I just don't know. I just, I was like, how did the show happen in the eighties? And I've never seen it. Like, it
2: just seems so weird to me. I don't know. But I, 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 like I said, I don't know what channel it, it aired on. If anybody out there if you're if you watch the show please comment and let us know where where it was because i couldn't find information about where it aired in canada but yeah i i don't know i don't know how you missed it but i'm glad i'm glad we're bringing it to your attention now yeah i know (laughs)
1: Uh, and i i watched i used to watch around the same time i used to watch the hitchhiker Yes. um it was it wasn't a hitcher right no it was hitchhiker it was a hitchhiker Hitch- one yeah which was like which which again was an anthology series which like always had something weird happen to somebody or whatever like and uh so I watched I watched that all the time but I like the HBO oh. one but I've never I had never seen this show so I was like how did I miss this whole three seasons worth of monsters and I've never it, seen it but
2: I, I know that I it don't escaped know. me it escaped me <laughs> Okay, well, I'm get, I'll start with a miss too. I don't I don't have many because I actually quite enjoy this show, but yeah, I only have I only have a couple for like each. so okay, so here here's my miss. So it's got this really funky opening. <laughs> so the opening of the show is um, a camera kind of flies down from space into uh, down to earth and into the like house of these three monsters. There's there's a mother and a daughter and a father and the mother and the daughter are cyclopses. They are cyclopses with little horns, and the father is like the blob. Like he's he he just looks like the blob. He looks and- like
1: he looks like Chet from Weird Science when they when uh, she turned him into that big glob of like oh, dude yes. on the yes. floor. That's like that's what he looked like.
2: Yes, yes, he looked exactly like that guy from from weird science so it's this it's this his family and it's really lighthearted. the the mom is coming into the living room pushing a cart with snacks on it and she says um honey it's it's family hour there's got to be something on tv and he's flipping channels and it turns out monsters is on tv and she's and she pulls the the snacks out, and the little girl, the daughter, comes and says, "Oh, crispy critters!" I think I can't remember exactly yes, what crispy she says. Critters, yeah, yeah, <laughs> crispy critters, my favorite. And she starts eating like this wormy kind of thing, and then the the husband turns off the light and looks all excited, and then the logos logo for monsters comes out of his eyes, and there it is. It's it's very lighthearted, and it looks like it's geared to towards kids. Like it looks like. It's a fun kid show. These episodes are not. (laughs) (laughs) They're not geared towards kids. Like they're, they're, uh, a couple of them or some of them are quite gory and they're like the subject matter is very adult (laughs) yeah Uh, yeah so there was a there was a disconnect between the opening of this of the show and the content of the show because parents would have looked at the opening and said oh yeah you know you you go ahead and watch that this looks like a fun show for you and then they would have seen that there's like episodes about alcoholics and um, there's like a lot of sexual talk and there's a lot of gore and murder and and like it's it's, it's not the show that it appears to be when it first starts. So that's, that's, kind of my miss on this show but it's still a fun opening I, I quite like the opening it's very it's clever but it's just it just doesn't fit the rest of the show very well <laughs>
1: I'll, I'll tell you i have a miss off your miss so all right I, the, so the whole concept of the, like i guess is like the basics is that this family's watching the show first off the mother's like a cyclops the, the dad's some sort of like melting like creature but the daughter <laughs> actually looks like the mom so i'm like how, how come they're not why is she not a combination between the two yeah, the dad is the mom. She she has totally just the mom's qualities and not the dad's at all. Yeah,
2: um, I had that exact same thought. I'm like, I think that the mom might have been like, <laughs> hail man or something. I don't know. Yeah, there's no blob in the girl.
1: <laughs> but I was I was I thought okay, each opener might be different no. using that combination of people. But it's it's the same opener every time, which is I guess that's yes. fine. But I thought like in between, like when it goes to commercial, when they come back, it might have another little segment with them then back to the show, but it doesn't, they, they only do that opener. And then like, but it almost establishes them like, like regular characters, like an Elvira or, you know, like the, what's the one with the robot and they watch movies on the um, uh, um, monster art. I want to call it monster chiller for horror theater, but that's from SCTV.
2: uh, (laughs) um, Uh, History science theater.
1: Yeah, but Kel Floyd yeah. would would work as well. But the, yes. the uh, yeah. <laughs> but that's what I thought they were kind of doing with it. But then they just it's just the same opener every time, and then it, and then that's it. But I, I yeah. they could have done more with those characters, even in little tiny bits between each segment or whatever, like going to commercial or out of it or whatever.
2: But yes, yeah. that I, I didn't think about that. But you're right that would have that would have built up those that family as like more of an integral part of the show. It would have made more sense that they were sitting around watching TV and then maybe talking a little bit about it. Uh, but yeah, no, you only saw them at the beginning. And even in the credits, you don't go back to them. And The yeah. credits are like scenes from the story that you just watched. So yeah, yeah I, it just, it was, it was like two different groups put the show together. One group was like, Hey, let's make it kind of fun and goofy. And the other group's like, no, let's make it hardcore and adult. Dark, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and <put> them together. <laughs> One of my hits is because they had such a low budget, um you you expect it to be kind of garbage <laughs> yeah because it's just such low budget but i found that the writing was generally really good the acting was very good um they did the best they could especially in the the, the first episode the fever man it it takes place i'm guessing in the 1800s it kind of looks like it's the 1800s um and it and it looks very it's very atmospheric and um very creepy looking um the music is good they play like it's this creepy organ music so they they did a fair bit with a really low budget uh to to you know make these stories kind of come alive uh so i thought that that they were interesting the these so the last one we watched was uh was called the moving finger and it was written by stephen king that one you could really tell that there was a low budget (laughs) yeah there were there were some set pieces that at one point um, a woman gives birth and she ends up being in a jail cell but she the, the shot literally looks like th- just like the corner of a room that they just stuck a plastic plant and a bed in and a chair it looks it looks so incredibly cheap <laughs> but uh but i mean again they they didn't have a budget so they could only do what they could do but i think overall it 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 looks it, they did a good job with what they had
1: I yeah. I thought that was also a hit for me as well. I thought the um uh like the the last episode we watched looked like it had a bit better production value than the first one, as far as like the video looked a little cleaner. Um yeah. the first one reminded me a uh, fever man reminded me of um like a BBC like like masterpiece theater, like on, yeah. on PBS or something. Yes. The way it was like the <laughs> like the, the, the quality of video and the way it was shot. It was almost like someone was shooting a play. Like it was just it was just had that kind of quality to it. Like
2: um had that it had that feel too. Like the first episode actually felt like a play. Like it could have been the whole thing could have been done on stage. It it did feel like that. Uh, Um the the another hit for me, um, again, we're we're sort of focusing on the first episode and the last episode. What I mentioned that that the whole reason for this show was essentially to highlight the special effects and the makeup. Uh, that dick smith did the very first episode uh, the is called the fever man and essentially it's about a a guy who fights fevers you know which is it's clever because when you're getting a cold or a fever you're always trying to fight that fever well it turns out the fever is a physical being like it's an actual it's in your body yeah it's in your body it's a living creature when this thing comes out it's a massive human being um but the it's a it's a full body makeup that they that they have on this person, and it's it's pretty it's pretty like it's it's as good a quality as any prosthetic makeup that you would have seen in an eighties horror movie. Yeah, like, it looked it looked good. Like, actually, was, it, right. I was pleasantly surprised at how good it looked. So, I'm guessing that most of the two hundred thousand dollars went to makeup <laughs> and, and design and, and prosthetics which is fine because that's what that's what you want if you're watching a store uh show called monsters that features monsters you want those monsters to look good
1: yeah at the very least like the monster has to look half decent at least yeah. so yeah like it was really good practical effects in that and even in the one um the one the proctologist one about the finger um the uh <laughs> not a pro, there's, there's no, no proctologist, proctologist. <laughs> um, the, the, the finger one even it like the finger looked pretty cool too like as it like went up through the yeah. through the pipes and everything else
2: yeah that's the stephen king one it's called it's like i said it's called the the, the moving finger and it literally is a, a man who comes and in, goes into his washroom and he's washing his hands and a finger comes up through, the, <laughs> through yeah. the drain pipe in his sink and it's and it's wouldn't leave and he slowly starts losing his mind and he ends up like Cutting this finger off with of the uh trimmers, <laughs> like garden trimmers, and things like that. But and then, uh, and then he realizes there's like not probably
1: nine more fingers that he hasn't seen yet, so it's yeah, uh, it, he goes slowly. That one, I it started out and I was like, all right, this is like a Stephen King, this isn't that great, but then it got better as it went. It kind
2: of got more into it as it went on. It was, it was actually really good, yeah, it was good. And it's got a good ending too, like it's got a yeah. bit of a little bit of a surprise ending uh, we won't give it away in case you watch it but it it was it was pretty good it was just neat that it was it was written by stephen king it's not based on one of his books i believe that he actually wrote the screenplay yeah. like he actually wrote wrote the story for for it, this show
1: yeah so. and i th- i would feel too because just knowing like i follow stephen king on um on twitter and that that he uh he when he likes something he gets into it and it's like he becomes a fan of it and he'll promote it if he's like a big fan of like a, a a movie a horror movie or a horror show he'll he'll pro he'll like promote it and uh and give it its due if he if he's if he is behind it so and i usually when he likes something and i it's usually like something i would like so
2: yeah well that's what i figured obviously he was a fan he became a fan of this show uh enough that he agreed to 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 write this because this was now 1991 um so uh 1990 91 that this episode that his episode came out so he had been watching it for a while and so by that point um i think it had been uh made into the tv show was that 91 or 90 no, that was 90 i think
1: yeah and and in the last part or at least most of the 80s he had a ton of movies too like kujo yeah. Carey like all those were like in um maximum overdrive like all of those movies all came out in the 80s so he would have had a lot at that point
2: yeah so the fact that he that he jumped on on this episode or on this series and and took part in it, it says a lot i think but uh but yeah so i mean it's it's a really it's sort of one of those obviously it's a lost uh, a lost cult classic because like loop had never heard of it had never seen it um so it's not one that people talk about a lot but and it is quite low budget but it's worth seeing. Um, and it is accessible, like I said, on YouTube or Tubi, um, they're all there and there's lots and lots of them I mean, 72 episodes.
1: <laughs> yeah. To <watch>. I said- <laughs> I,
2: what, uh, one of my last hits for
1: this, which is sort of kind of goes with, I don't know what more you have, but I, I just, it, it goes with my sort of wrap up on it, but it's, um, I like a good anthology series. Like I, um, I like, I loved again, the hitchhiker. I, I like, I, like, I can't say I've seen every episode because like at the time we didn't really follow them by episodes. We just they were on and you watched them. Um, Freddie, like the the Freddies one, um, and there was like Tales from the Dark Side, like, even up to like now that Creep Show on um, on Shudder. Like all those shows, I, I like what was the one last year that um, you promoted? Um,
2: oh, uh, um, the director uh,
1: Toro's uh, Cabinet of yeah, Curiosities. Yeah. yeah, like all those shows are they're so good because they can they have they're just the individual stories. Uh, yes. There's a master's of horror one. I remember too. I didn't watch a lot of those, but again, it was all the big directors did them, but yeah. it's just, it's such a great form of storytelling
2: because every week's different and you don't know what you're going to get. I love a, a, a short story, right? So yeah. these are, these are 20 minutes long. So you've got the entire story start middle end in 20 minutes and that's awesome. Yeah. And so this show intrigues me like I wouldn't even mind going back and
1: watching all the episodes like at yeah. some point, cause it's, it was actually a fun, both episodes were fun to watch and it's, uh, I, I love this whole concept of of these like short, and this is a very short episodes too, they're not like, most of these are like probably 40 minutes in
2: a normal show, but yeah. anthology, but this is like, you know, 22 20, minutes to yeah. tell the story. Exactly. They're, they're great. And you also get the nostalgia of they're very eighties looking.
0: Yes. <laughs> oh <80s> yes. <laughs> <early 90s. laughs>
2: they look like that. So you do, you do, there is the nostalgia part of it as, as, as well. So you do get a complete story. That's pretty cool. And, and it feels like, you know, you're a kid again, watching these things. So yeah. I, 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 does it stand up for you? You've never seen it. Well, so. I've
1: never seen it. And, and I watched it the
2: first time and I thought
1: it stood up. I thought it was great. Like, I think I, if I had a seen this in its time, I probably would have loved it. I just yeah. for whatever reason I just didn't see it. So
2: yeah, I agree. And I and it, it still holds up for me. Like I remember uh when we started watching the fever man that first episode, I actually remembered it. <laughs> I yeah. mean, and I I obviously hadn't seen it since 1988, and it came back and I and I remembered that creature that they had created. It stuck with me. So I, I still think it holds up, and I'm looking forward to going back and rewatching uh, watching well, a bunch of these episodes.
1: That's one thing I love about the show. I mean, other than having getting to do with my good buddy Larry, it's the, the uh, sometimes these things come up and it's like I, I brought stuff to the table that you haven't seen before. And it's like, it's cool to see some of these things that we may have missed and uh, it sort of rounds out our, our childhood of stuff that we maybe didn't see at the time. But the, the, the show is
2: exactly. great. It was, it was a great pick. Excellent. And this is technically what we just did is an anthology show. We had a complete
0: <laughs> review of, of,
2: of Exorcist two and a complete review of Monster. This is we just did an anthology show, right? <laughs> we did our first
1: one right there.
2: <laughs> I like the two-fers, actually. We should do more Two-fers <laughs> are where
1: it's yeah, at. Two-furs, like, two-furs I like, are good.
2: Let's
1: <laughs> change the whole format to twofers now. That's what we should exactly. do. <laughs> it's a little <literary> <laughs> I guess we'll just end there. That's the like uh that's the end sure. of the show. And uh thank you so much for joining us for uh Halloween twofer and uh oh, with two you. uh so for one good, one bad, you know, but one the bad one was good in some ways. Like I guess everything you get you can find a little <laughs> good in every everything you watch. Um, uh well, the bad one wasn't good. <laughs> <laughs> no, not really no. Well, compared to Dracula, actually it wasn't too bad now that I've seen true. that there you
0: go. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but uh thanks for watching again check out our socials and i just wanted to point out one more time from our last episode that the uh in search of darkness you can order it right now from 90 to 94 it's like one of the best like he's not even here to, to hear us say this but it's like it is like it is one of the best like horror um speaking of anthologies, but like horror uh documentaries i've ever seen like yeah. it's just no, it's all these not- pieces of, of horror movies that like not only is it interesting to watch, but you're going to walk away wanting to buy a lot of different horror movies that you forgot about. So yes. um, you can do that right now at 90shorrordoc.com and I'll give them one more shout out because you only have to the end of this month, which is another like maybe like week, seven days yeah. before. Yeah, you somewhere have until yeah,
2: October, October depending 1st. when you
1: watch it, October 31st is when it ends. So it doesn't if you watch it on the if you watch this on the 30th, you got a day. If you
2: watch it yeah. on 31st, you got to the end of the day. So it's a, to get in on it, <laughs> watch so it it's, November 1st. Watch it November 1st, you're out of luck entirely. <laughs> you're Out of
1: luck, you don't you don't get anything until it no. comes
2: around next time. So uh,
1: right. yeah, it's it's awesome. So anyways, thanks so much for watching, and uh, we'll see you next time on Loop and Larry, Guardians of Geek. Bye bye.
0: Produced by Matthew C. Loop and Lawrence Simner. A Loop and Larry production. Bueller. He likes it. He Mikey. it. Bueller. Bad news. The fog is getting thicker. And Leon's getting larger. Inconceivable. Brian's right. It's an elf. Wax on. Does Barry Manilow know that you raid his wardrobe? Oh, Captain, my Captain. Life moves pretty fast. You don't stop and look around once in a while. You could miss it. Black's off.